All right. Good morning. Uh, we have been in a, a series called uh, Tenacious Love, and we've been talking about some topics that are, are somewhat challenging for us. And last week, we talked to parents who, who have kids who have gotten into a, a drug addiction uh, problem. And I thought today it would be interesting as we're talking about life change to hear from one of those kids who has had the, the drug addiction problem and how God has graciously allowed them to come out of that. So uh, I'm going to ask my friend uh, Nick Stevens to come up and join me here. I got to know Nick um, a couple years ago now, uh, soon after we came to Grace Point, because uh, Nick and his then fiance Natasha, uh, wanted to ask if we could. Here, I'm going to hand you this one. It was all covered, and I didn't even see it there. All right. Um, so Nick and Natasha were, were planning to get married. You can have a seat. And uh, they asked if uh, if I would do their wedding. And so my wife and I got to do their pre-marriage uh, mentoring and got to know them real well. So in the course of that, Nick shared his story with me. He's been very open about his background. And I just thought, again, as, we, as we're talking about life change, it's, it's such a great picture of that. And so I appreciate you being willing to come uh, today. Of course. And, yeah. and share. So would you take us back and uh, what we'll get to your present situation eventually, but uh, let's start back and tell us what, what was the starting point for you of, of getting into drugs? All right. So um, I grew up here in Newtown. I moved here when I was about 13 years old. And, um, you know, I just I didn't feel uh, like I fit in uh, correctly. Um, and so I was just searching for whatever um, I could to um, fit in. And so I got mixed up with the wrong group of people. And um, I started um, smoking weed. And from there, it got, you know, it got out of control. Um, I, I felt like I fit into a group um, that accepted me, but I didn't feel like I was doing something right. And, um, you know, later, later in my story, you know, it, you find out that, um, you know, that's true. Uh, I was mixed up with the wrong people and I was going down a, a dark hole and deeper path um, that I didn't want to go on. And somewhere along the line in there, you had a car accident or... Um, or no, so I, I actually got an injury um, in uh, my freshman year of uh, Council Rock football, and uh, I was prescribed to painkillers. Um, and from there, after my injury was passed and I didn't need the medication any longer, um, I was still craving um, the feeling from the drugs, and uh, I, I kept using um, the, the opiates uh, to, to make myself feel better, and it became a... a a deeper addiction. And so as you're walking through that, that dark time, I mean, how did that impact your relationships with other people, your life in general? Right. So by this point, the addiction had a hold on me. Um, and, uh, I, I progressed to, to street drugs. Um, I, I, I moved at this point into, uh, using heroin and, um, I, I completely lost everything. I lost my family. I have a younger brother, five years younger than me. Um, in, in high school, I lost my chances at football and college. I lost uh, the relationships with my teammates, coaches, um, my parents, like I said, my brother. Um, and it got to a point where they didn't want anything to do with me. Um, I couldn't hold a job. I couldn't find a girlfriend. I just um, 
you know, was alone and uh, pushed everybody away out of my life. Um, and it was a dark time. And the only thing I, I saw and as an answer was to keep using. And, um, you know, I was, I was just stuck and lonely. And this went on for a while. Right. So I was actively addicted to uh, heroin for five years. Um, it took me from cozy Newtown to uh, living in Kensington under uh, railroad um, alone. Um, at this point, my parents were tired of continuously taking me back home and uh, helping me. And um, yeah, I, you know, I was living on the streets and and broken. And so what, what changed? So I, I tried several rehabs, um, too, and I didn't really understand um, what, the, what I was doing there. Um, I kept asking for help, but I wasn't willing to put in the work. Uh, I wasn't willing to actually, um, you know, look at myself and say, why, why do I feel this way? Um, why, why do I not feel good enough? What am I looking for? Um, and I got to a point where I was so broken and I was, I was withdrawing and I tapped out of all my resources and, uh, I was just so, you know, lost and dark in a dark place. And I, I cried out to God and I said, God, this is it. Like, I need your help. I'm going to die from this. Um, you know, I, I, when I was 23 years old, I actually, um, overdosed my, um, my parents found me in my, uh, bathroom, um, they were calling me for lunch, actually, and they uh, knocked on the door, and I was unresponsive. And um, luckily, they kicked the door, and, and uh, the paramedics arrived uh, at uh, the right time. And uh, I was a moment, you know, a minute away from death. And uh, I remember coming to and, and seeing a paramedic standing over me, and my my dad standing over me. And um, yeah, you know, I, I was one of the lucky ones. There's a lot of people that don't get a second chance like that. And so, so this is pretty extraordinary that you got to a point of being within a minute of, of death because of that overdose, but still that, that wasn't enough to shake you out of this. You still went on for a couple more years. What, what was it that finally said, you know, it's time for this to, to end? Right. So I, I got to a point where I burned all my bridges and I had nothing, nothing left. And I was going through withdrawal, which I can only explain as the devil crawling, crawling its way outside of my body. Um, it's very painful. Um, it's very, very, you know, you don't sleep for days. Um, and it's, it's a terrible experience. And in that moment, I cried out to God and I said, God, this is it. I can't do this anymore. I want my family back. I want my life back. I need your help. And, um, I went back to rehab for the third time, and I made a conscious decision to f follow everything that you know people were telling me, um, asking for help everywhere I could, um, taking advice, and just every day I would see a piece of God working in my life, and every day I was feeling better and better and better, and I just kept putting it together and kept working hard and striving for you know a rebuilt life. And, um, yeah, it was that moment of just darkness that I found, found God. So, yeah. So how does faith then play into, to your story? Right. So from, from rehab, you know, I was no, I wasn't allowed to go home at this point. Uh, so I got into a recovery house, um, that works a 12 step program and one of their, um, 
things is you can choose a God of your own understanding, whether it be a tree or, you know, anything that you'd like. And, um, that wasn't working for me. I, I was, I was missing something bigger. Um, and so I, my girlfriend at the time was going to Grace Point and, um, who's now my wife, which I'm very blessed for. And <laughs> yeah, there we are. Okay. Yeah. There. And the dog came later. The rest yeah. of the family came later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very lucky. Um, where was I? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So, so you met her. Uh, she so was coming I met to Grace her and Point. She introduced me to Grace Point, and um, I was in church one day, and I was raised Roman Catholic, but I kind of, you know, fell away from it um, in my active addiction and kind of despised it. But once I got here, uh, everyone was very welcoming and very, very loving and caring, and hey, why don't you join this and come hang out? And it was it was really, really cool. I never felt that kind of, you know, camaraderie and um, connection uh, with any other type of religion or church. And I was singing, which no one wants to hear, trust me. I'm sorry for the people that are sitting in front of me. You don't want to demonstrate that, of course not. <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, I just started feeling this overwhelming peace and joy um, in that moment. And... I just started smiling and laughing to myself. I probably look crazy um, in that moment, but I was just overcome with happiness and joy, and I, I felt Jesus, you know, coming into my life and uh, telling me just to accept Him as as my God. And um, I started following Him uh, deeper and deeper, and learning about who He was and how He how He lived His life and treated others. And I wanted I wanted that, and I, I wanted still get deeper into that um i'm six and a half years sober now um and thank you and and not only you know getting some time together i've i've had the best relationship with my family um that i've ever had since i was a little kid um you know my parents look at me and are amazed and and proud of me and um Every day, I, you know, strive to make them proud and have a beautiful wife, a dog, a great job. I mean, it couldn't be any better. And it's because I made the decision to put in the hard work to change my life. And I got around people of faith that accepted me and gave me a chance and showed me love and compassion. And all it took was for me to say, you know, I need help. And it's not easy. You know, you got to put in a lot of hard work. Um, but day by day, if you do it, um, the, the rewards are unbelievable. I, I can't even put it in the words. It's, it's such a blessing. I'm very grateful. So, yeah. So last week we talked to people who have family members, loved ones who are dealing with this. And so you've already said a few words here to, to those who, who may be struggling themselves, but in, any other things that you would want to say to, to someone who may be struggling with that, not sure what to do. Right. So last week was very powerful for me and for me and I, I called my mom and, you know, I realized all that I, I put her through um, during my active addiction. And I know there's family members out here that are dealing with, you know, sons, daughters, um, wives, husbands, you know, family members that are hurting and addicted and they're angry at them and they don't, you know, know how to help them. And I just want you to know that there's hope out there, that there is a community here, a home that is willing to work together to get you to a place of, of glory uh, with God and um, just to never give up, um, to persevere. 
I, I love the fact that part of your story is that when you when you came to Grace Point, you felt accepted, loved, re- received. And so I just want to remind us that we, we never know when we're shaking hands with somebody out here in the hallway. It may be their first time. We, we have no idea, you know, what their story is and how it could minister to them just to be a friend, just to be accepting, to be non-judgmental, and just how, how powerful that has been in your life. That can happen again. Um, along the way, has there been uh, any any particular scriptures, anything spiritually that God has used to encourage you? Right. So I have a few um, that I use and look at every now and then. I'm bad at memorizing them, so I'm going to look off my phone and cheat. But um, the definition of perseverance is steadfast in doing something despite difficulty, uh, delay in achieving success. Um, and then some Bible verses to go along with that. Um, when you're dealing with times of trouble, Psalm 50, 15, and call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Um, Romans 5, 3 through 5, we can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confidence of hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Yeah. It's great to see his plans working their way out uh, in, in your life, Nick. Uh, thank you for sharing. Um, you have said, you've offered that if, if anyone would want to talk with you about this, that you'd be glad to share with them more yeah, personally. Yeah, find me after service and we'll talk. Yeah. And another resource just to let you know about, um, we have every Friday night, we have uh, an Addictions Victorious group that meets here at the church. They are actually having a luncheon the first Saturday of April, and so some reps are out at our um, Next Steps area. So if you want to check on that on your way out, they would love to have you be part of that luncheon, learn more about the ministry, or again, uh, stop by here on a Friday evening for, for the ministry. So as a way to, to wrap this up here today, you, you shared with me this morning that you uh, would like to be baptized yourself. Yes. So you're still up for that? Yes, sir. All right. Okay. So let's do that. So we're going to have to shed some shoes here, I think. So give us a minute and all the electronics. I don't know about your watch. Let's make sure you, yeah, put the mic down and uh, we'll jump in here. He said it's good. He's, he's good. <laughs> all right. Let me get you over here. And you heard Nick's story um, already. So, Nick, are you trusting in Christ alone as your Lord and Savior? Yes. All right. Then it's my great privilege to baptize you. Let me get you up here just a little further. I don't want to bang your head. (laughs) All right. It's my great privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All right. Let me pray. Let's pray. Father, um, thank you for Nick's story. Thank you for your work in his life. And Lord, we just pray your continued protection over him. Father, we ask that you would protect Nick, Natasha, 
um, and uh, Lord, keep them on the path that you have them on. Thank you. We celebrate, Lord, your work in uh, six and a half years sober. Lord, multiply that over and over again in his life. And Father, would you multiply that over and over again in other lives as Nick uh, ministers to them and, and talks with them and shares encouragement and shares that there really is hope um, beyond the, the addiction. Um, Lord, we thank you for your ability to change us, and uh, we, we celebrate that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.